Welcome to Dayspring Church Online, where we share the message of hope all over the world. Our prayer is that this podcast will help you live a more fulfilling life with God at the center. For more information on how you can take part, visit us at dayspringpc.org. And on Sundays, I usually try to be positive. That's, that's my goal, to, to encourage you. But today's an exception. <laughs> and today, I unfortunately have a bit of bad news for you. In life, you're going to experience pain. And perhaps even a lot of pain. There's, there's pain in life. I recently read a book that says that your capacity to endure pain determines your capacity of success. That if you have a weak tolerance for faith, you will have very little success. That the more pain you can endure, the more success you can have. And unfortunately in life, and even Jesus said this, he said, in this world you will have trouble. And unfortunately, we're going to experience this pain. And and most of it, some of it is not even going to be our fault. Betrayals, accidents, natural disasters, sickness. There's there's pain in our life that we're going to experience that is not our fault, that we can't even control. But there is, sometimes, sometimes there is a choice when it comes to the pain that we experience in our lives. Not always, but sometimes. There is a choice. We do have a choice. For example, you can choose the pain of studying or you can choose the pain of failing your exam. You can choose the pain of investing in your relationships or the pain of poor relationships. You can choose between the pain of saying no to temptation or being defeated by an addiction. We have a choice. And I want to encourage you this morning that when it comes to those choices, that you would choose the, 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 the pain of discipline over the pain of regret. Now, discipline is a word that scares a lot of people. Right? Maybe you grew up with a very disciplinary father or mother that were strict and very controlling. When you think of the word discipline, you think of things you can't do. You think of limits. You think of the opposite of fun. Maybe the word discipline brings you bad memories. But I want to define, I want to give us a definition of what I mean by discipline so that we can all be on level ground. And would you fill this out in your outline? Discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. Discipline It's choosing between what you want now and what you want most. You know what I want now? I want a new car. You know what I want most? I want to be debt free. You know what I want now? I want to watch movies. I want to go out. I want to to just be on my phone. But you know what I want most? I want to be a significant person. I want to have a good career. You know what I want now? I want to party. I want to sleep with as many people as I can. But you know what I want most? And by the way, I'm not talking about me. I'm giving general statements. (laughs) But you know what I want most? To be a balanced person. To have good relationships. And discipline, it's the choice between what you want now and what you want most. Now, isn't it true that we struggle with that 
that we struggle between what we really want, what we want most, what we desire above all, and what we kind of want now. Right? We struggle with that. I mean, there might be some of you that you don't struggle. You're a gift from heaven. But the rest of us, we're, we're, we're poor human beings that struggle with, with what we want most and what we want now. Now, that's why I love God's word. Because in it, the great Paul, the apostle, if you don't know who Paul is, Paul is one of the most significant figures in the Bible, apart from Jesus he is one of the most significant figures. This guy, what, if somebody if somebody got close to, to being like Jesus, it was this guy. And look at what he wrote. Look at what he wrote with me in Romans 7.15. Now, I have to confess to you that it gives me hope. I mean, you're not supposed to have hope in people's tragedy. But in this case, when it comes to Paul, it gives me a little bit of hope. And it should give you a little bit of hope. Look at what he said, okay? Um, he says, I don't really understand myself. Can any ladies agree? I don't really understand myself. Guys, too, we're complicated. I don't really understand myself. For, for I want to do what is right. Anybody with him so far? But I don't do it. Anybody still with him? Right? Don't you want to do what is right? But you don't do it. Right? Look at what he says. Instead, I do what I hate. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't, I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyways. Oh, what a miserable person that I am. Man, I'm so glad Paul felt like that. Because that's how I feel. And I know that that's how you feel at times. Like, man, I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father. I want to be a good person. I don't want to be angry all the time. I don't want to be jealous. I don't want to gossip. I don't want to be lazy. I want to get in God's word. But we struggle with those things, don't we? And Paul comes to the conclusion and he says, what a miserable. Another version says, what a wretched man that I am. And look at what he says. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? In other words, is there any hope for us? Is there any hope for us to be able to choose what we want most over what we want now? Is there any hope for us to be able to choose what is right over what is easy? Is there any hope for us to be able to choose what is important over what is urgent? And Paul gives the answer. He says, thank God, and there's an exclamation mark. So you got to assume he jumped out of his seat, or if he was preaching like me, he leaped. He said, thank God, the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Do you struggle with wanting to do the right thing, but not being able to do it? And have you wondered, man, is there any hope for me? I want to tell you this morning that there is. That with Christ's help, there is hope and change is possible. And that is the key to my message today. See, the answer is not in us getting better. The answer is not in us being smarter. The answer is not in us being stronger. The answer is found in Jesus Christ. The answer to being able to choose what we want most over what we want now is found in Jesus Christ. See, on our own, we're going to find ourselves making the wrong choice more times than not. But with the help of the power of Christ, 
He can empower us to do what is right. And, and I love Paul. And Paul, the man that struggled to do what is right now, if you read his epistles, if you read the letters, you would think, man, Paul, you did bad things? Like you struggled to do bad? Because those epistles are about all the good things he did. Right? So there was something that Paul knew. There was maybe there was a, a theme. Maybe there was an idea. Maybe there was a concept that Paul followed that helped him to be able to go after what he wanted most and not just what he wanted now. And we find it in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 25. Look at what it says there. He says, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? Um, let me stop right there. Um, Lorena recently told me, because um, baseball is, is up, you know, the playoffs have started. And she goes, you know, you get all excited throughout the season to watch the Dodgers. Then they choke, you know. I was like, that's not fun. You know, and I said, you're prohibited from talking to me about sports. <laughs> Um, and my answer to her was this, and it's what Paul says. I go, I go, we're not the only team that chokes. There's seven other teams that choke because only one wins the prize. And that's what Paul had in mind. He says, don't you know that, that in a race, everyone wins? Only one gets the prize? I mean, now in our Olympics, there's like bronze, gold, and silver. Back then, it was just first, pray, first place, and that's it. And look at what he says. He says, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but one person gets the prize? And then look, look at this. So run to what? To try. Run a try. I mean, just get involved. It's okay. If you, if you don't make it, you try. Is that what he said? Just run to be involved. It's all that matters is your participation. What was his mentality? Run to what? Now, those that know me know that I'm very competitive, right? It's, it's just part of the challenges that God gave me in my personality. Now, I don't like to lose. Anybody out there like to lose? Like, eh, I don't care. If I come in last place, I, I'm fine. Anybody like to lose? Anybody like to come in last place? Anybody like to get picked last? Right? Paul had the mentality where he says, he says, hey, hey, run to win. Run to win. Athletes ran not to be involved, they ran to win. And look at what he says. He says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for what? An eternal prize. See, the imagery that Paul is painting here is that of an, of an Olympian. And the athletes are very disciplined individuals. An Olympian is a very disciplined individual. They go through strict diets. Some of them choose not to have any alcohol. They can't eat donuts, no junk food. They, 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 they have to train when it's hot or when it's cold, when it's raining or when it's snowing, when it's 115 degrees or when it's 60 degrees. They, they go through all this strict training. And listen to this. They do it for a prize that fades. They do it for something that with time doesn't even matter. I know you can't tell by now because of my sexy figure, but back when I was in high school, 
I, I won a lot of trophies. I used to be in cross country and track, and I won a lot of trophies. I used to run really hard. I used to train really hard. Um, I had records that later on Hugo broke because he used steroids, but I had them in my time. Um, and listen, I won. I won trophies that my parents had. You know where those trophies are today? They're in the corner of my garage, falling apart, collecting dust. Right? <laughs> now, listen to this. Our Christian faith is not just any little race. It's a race that has an impact in eternity. And that's why we are to be disciplined and we are to take it serious because the outcome of how well we train in our faith has eternal consequences, impacts eternity. And I want to tell you this morning that in your life, that in your faith, you got to run to win. you got to aim to come in first place. That you don't have to settle for an okay marriage. you got to run to win. That you don't need to settle for, a, for an average career. That you got to run to win. That you don't have to accept a lukewarm faith. That you got to run to win. And I believe that God wants you and I to win. And that is why that in Jesus Christ we have the help to win. But we got to choose. We got to choose the pain of discipline over the pain of regret. See, I think that people don't win at life, not from lack of desire. Because if I asked you guys, do you want to win at life? You would say, yes, I do. I want to have a great marriage. I want to have a strong family. I want to have a good career. I want my life to make a difference. I want to be able to be an impact to others. But you know why we don't achieve that? Because we're not willing to pay the price of discipline. And we got to be willing to choose because we can't win without discipline. To win in your relationships, you're going to need discipline. To win in your career, you're going to need discipline. To win in your finances, you're going to need discipline. To win in your faith, you're going to need discipline. A few years back, I read a book that asked this question. And ever since I read that book, I asked myself this question consistently. I don't always do it every day, but I always do it every week. And here's the question that I asked. What I did this week, the way I lived this week, did it get me closer to what I want most? Or did it draw me away from what I want most? The decisions that I made this week, the choices that I made, the things that I did, the way I live, is it getting me closer to what I want most? Is it getting me closer to what I'm aiming to succeed at? Or is it getting me further away? And want me to tell you something? It's not always a positive answer. But it is a very powerful question that brings direction back into my life. Now, normally... I would give you three to five application points on how you can choose discipline over regret. All right? But I'm not going to do that today. Today, I just want to ask you two questions. And I believe these two questions have enormous power to really put you on a different path after today. And here's the first question that I want to ask you. What do you want most? 
before you answer it, okay, I put some, some lines so that you can answer it. Let me, let, let, me, let me talk to you a little bit about it. Then I'm going to give you some time for you to answer it, okay? But you can fill in the blank. What do you want most, okay? I can't answer that for you. You can only answer that for yourself. Now, don't say something silly, okay? What do I want most? Disneyland <laughs> annual passes. <laughs> if that's all you want, oh my goodness. Okay, it's got to be something meaningful. It's got to be something real. It's got to be something powerful. Let me ask you this question. If you took God seriously, if you took God seriously, what would winning at life look like for you? What would it look like? What is it that you want most? You want to be close to God? You want to get healthy and stay healthy? Do you want to have strong, healthy family? Do you want to be free from addiction? Do you want to have a life that impacts others? Do you want to go into, into full-time ministry? Let me ask that question before you answer it in a different way. Okay? This week, I asked our pillar pastors. I said, what would you want people to say about you at your funeral? What would you want people to say about you at your funeral? And I told them, there's two things. I go, there's two things. If you guys outlive me, there's two things that I want you to prohibit at my funeral. Okay? Two expressions. First one, Nestor was a good person. Please don't say that. You'll offend me. Okay? Forgive me. I do not mean to be offensive, but that's what they say about people that live mediocre lives. He was such a good person. He killed five people, but he was a good person. He was a drunk all his life, abandoned his kid, but he was a good person. So if I die before you and you come to my funeral, please don't say I was a good person. Second, don't say I'm in a better place. Okay? Don't say that. Literally, I am in a better place, but don't say that. That's, that's very empty. That's very shallow. You know? So here's what I answer. I go, here's three things I want people to say at my funeral. Okay? Number one, I want them to say that I love God and I serve people faithfully. All the time that I knew Nestor, he was faithful in loving God and in serving people. Second thing I want people to say at my funeral. I want them to say that I was a great husband and a great father. And I want my daughter and my wife to say that. And then the third thing that I want people to say is that I was the best looking pastor that you <laughs> So I got the third one already. I'm still working on the first two, okay? <laughs> I hope you know I'm joking, right? So, so what do you want most? What do you want most? Write it down. Would you take a minute? Write it down. What do you want most? What is it that you want most? Is it, is, it, is it in your relationships? And it can be a couple of things. It doesn't have to be one thing. You know what I want most? I want my kids to grow up and not have to go through what I went through. You know what I want most? I want my kids to get further than I got. You know what I want most? I don't want, I don't want to pollute myself with, with junk, I want to be a healthy, whole person. You know what I want most? I want to be debt-free. I hate living paycheck to paycheck. I don't know. What is it that you want most? Would you write it down? I'm going to give you some time for you to do that.
You, you should know what you want most, right? You should have a pretty good idea of what is it that you want most. Okay, you ready or you still need some time? You need some time, okay, I'm gonna give you some time. Today is a working project, okay? Okay, what do you want most? If you took God serious, what would it look like to win at life? Okay, now you can't give everything right, but what are the things that you're saying? Man, these are the top three. These are the ones that, that, that matter for me. Okay, here's the second question I wanna ask you today, and that's on the other side of your paper, I believe, okay? You ready? In light of what you want most, what do you need to choose now to achieve what you want most? In light of what you just wrote, what is it that you need to choose now to achieve what you want most? You want to get close to God? Well, you got to commit to church. You got to get involved. You got to get in a small group. You got to pray. You got to read your Bible. You want to get healthy in your body. You got to join a gym, maybe hire a trainer, get help on a diet. You want your marriage to get better? You got to go on a date now. You got to get counseling. And I know some of you guys are saying, but counseling is so expensive, Pastor. Well, you either choose the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. So in light of what you want most, what do you need to do now? Okay? Now, I hope you're working on that. Start writing it down. I know it's easy, right? And you, listen, if you're honest with yourself, you know. For some of you, it's like, man, I got to delete all these apps from my phone. I got to delete all this junk from my phone. For some of you, you know that it's friendships. It's like, I got to get some new friends. I got to get some new friends. For some of you, you know that in order to get what you want most is you got to cut your credit cards. Or you got to go get a job, right? Or you got to unplug the cable. You know, you know what you want most and you know what's getting in the way. Maybe, maybe you just need a good motivation. Like, man, I need somebody to hold me accountable. I got to start listening to my dad and mom. If I listen to them, I would be where I want to be, what is it that I want most? And here's the thing, chances are that what you need to do now to achieve what you want most is not easy. It's simple, it's simple, like I know I gotta get on a diet, I know I gotta join a gym. It's simple, but it's not easy, right? Anybody with me? Are you with me? It's, it's, it's simple, but it's not easy, okay? I know, that's why we need discipline. But listen, you always choose the pain of discipline or you're going to choose the pain of regret. Let's look at something else that Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, 26 and 27. Look at what he says. He says, so I run with purpose in what? If some of you guys were to rewrite that verse, you would write it. So I run with purpose every 1st of January. So I run with purpose every time I get sick and the doctor tells me I got to do something. So I run with purpose every time I get a bill that it's color red. Paul says, he says, so I run with purpose in what? In every step. He says, I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, train it to do what it should what do now 
Those of you that know me know that I'm a pretty disciplined guy. I think that's one of the qualities that I have. That's one of the qualities that I, that I nurture. But I want you to know that discipline doesn't come easy to me. It's not easy. Discipline doesn't come easy. I love junk food. I love donuts. Pray for me. <laughs> I, I have a hard time. Lately, I've been having a hard time. And you can probably tell I've been having a hard time getting out of bed to go run. Right? I enjoy TV a lot. I can get distracted in my, in my phone. I'm not always in the mood to have meaningful conversations with Lorena. Sometimes my head hurts. Right, guys? <laughs> Sometimes I'm tired. Right? Kaylee and Maisley started fighting. They're at that stage where they, well, it's mainly Kaylee fighting with Maisley, but they started fighting. I, I, I don't, I'm not always disciplined enough to deal with it, right? Sometimes I just want to give them boxing gloves and for them to let me know who won. <laughs> I hope you know I'm kidding, all right? Listen, discipline doesn't come easy for any of us. I constantly have to remind myself that I need to choose between what I want now and what I want most. Do you, do you want to know why I'm a Christian? Let me tell you why I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian because I am convinced that Jesus is the only way to the, to the Father. He's the only way to God. In my studies of religion, in my studies of, of beliefs, uh, um, I've come to realize that Jesus is really the only way to God. The forgiveness of my sin, which separates me from God, and we have all sinned, okay, because God is a loving God, but he's also a righteous, holy God who cannot deal with sin in his presence, or, or sin cannot be in his presence. That's why he had to send his son, Jesus, to live a perfect life so that his, uh, his righteousness could be imputed in me and I could have a relationship with the Father. That's why I'm a Christian. But second, I'm a Christian because my best possible life is only possible with the help of Jesus. The best chance that I have at being all that I can be is with Jesus in me, with me depending on Jesus. I don't have it all together. I'm not smart enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not disciplined enough. But in Christ Jesus, I can do all things. With Jesus in me, everything is possible. And without Jesus, I'm just like Paul. I want to do the right thing, but I'll end up doing the wrong thing more times than not. Without Jesus, I will succumb to sin. I will succumb to temptation. I will succumb to my flesh. And you know this is true. You know this is true because you stop coming to church. You stop reading your Bible. You maybe quit your small group and you find yourself doing the wrong that once you were defeated slowly. The more you disconnect from God, the more you end up doing what you don't want to do and what you know it's wrong to do. And I want to tell you this morning, there is never a time we don't eat Jesus. And that's a mistake that we're making, that we become too self-reliant, that we um, are too independent. And those of you that know me, you know that I am all for improving ourselves. 
That's why I read. That's why I educate myself. That's why I'm constantly wanting to learn things because I want to grow. But listen, the answer to defeating sin, the answer to defeating my flesh is not found in a book, is not found in human strength, is found in the grace and love and power of Jesus Christ. Let me, let me give you an example. And, and, I, and I, I always try to be honest with you. There are times, and apparently lately I've been talking more about it, but there are times that I feel like giving up. And I'm talking about the calling that God has on my life. There are times that it gets too hard, that it gets too painful, that it gets too difficult, and I want to give up. And there are times that at the very least, I tell myself, man, maybe I shouldn't try so hard. But you know what I want most? You know what I want more than comfort? You know what I want more than easy life? I want to succeed and I want to reach all that God has for me. You know what my biggest fear is? My biggest fear is to reach the end of my life and having wasted my life away. To say, man, I never reached all that God had for me because I got comfortable, because I got distracted, because I got lazy. And there's times where I think, and if you allow me to be honest, where I say, man, maybe I should just quit trying so hard. Maybe I should just give up on this vision. Maybe I should just settle, you know? Having a church this size is nice enough. We pay the bills. There's lives that are being changed. There's lives that are being touched. But you want to know something? Deep down inside of me, I know that this is not what I want most. And I know that this is not all that God has for me. So what I want most is to achieve and obtain all that God called me for. And that won't happen without discipline. And the key for you and for me is Christ. Jesus makes all the difference in my life. And that's why I stay passionate. That's why I don't give up. That's why I do my best regardless of what others are doing. That's why I am alert to make sure that I'm not distracted. People are always telling me, hey, have you watched the show? Hey, have you heard this? And, I, and, and, and here's my answer. And they'll tell you. And maybe you, you've heard me say this. I go, I can't get into other shows because I can't get distracted. I'm doing a good work and I can't come down. Remember that? Right? Jesus is my hope when I'm feeling down. Jesus is my motivation when I don't have any more strength. He's my passion when everybody else's passion is dying out. He's my strength when I feel that I have no more strength. And it is His grace, it is His love, it is His encouragement, it is His correction that has gotten me this far and that I believe will get me all the way to where He wants me to go. Christ makes all the difference. So what hope do we have to doing what is right when we can't do it? What hope do we have to doing what we really want to do when versus what we want to do now? Christ is the hope that we have. Listen, temptation is stronger than you and I, but not more than Jesus. Sin is stronger than you and I, but not Jesus. Anger may be stronger than you and I, but not stronger than Jesus. And that's why Paul, in that passage, he, he says, the answer is in Christ Jesus. And Jesus can help you if you choose to say, I need your help to go after what I want most versus what I want now. Jesus is the one that can help you choose the pain of discipline over the pain of regret. 
I want you to turn your page to the front of your, of your paper. And I want you to wrote at what you want most. I know you know, but I want you to look at it. Now, listen to me. Chances are, chances are that if you do not choose discipline, that that you want most will be your biggest regret. That if you are not disciplined, that if you do not endure the pain of discipline, that that you want most will become your biggest regret. And I, I don't know about you, but I want to live a life with the fewest regrets as possible. I, want to, I can't live a regret-free life, but I want to live a life with as few regrets as possible. I don't want to be the father who says, I, had, I wish I had spent more time with my daughters when they were little. I don't want to be the person who says, I wish I had given God the best of my life and not my scraps. I don't want to be the man who says, if I had only gone differently about my wife, we would still be together. And here's the bottom line. We have a choice. Yes, there's some pain. We have no choice. Betrayals, accidents, natural disasters. But when it comes to what we want most, and what we want now, we have a choice. So I want to encourage you as your pastor. Refuse to live for the now. Refuse to be plagued by regrets. Re refuse to say, I'm not just going to run, but I'm going to run to win. Choose today to run with purpose in every step. What do you want most? What do you want most? Can I ask you another question? Do you really want it? That that you say you want most, do you really want it? How much do you really want it? And do you want it enough to say this morning, as of today, this is what I'm going to start doing. As of, I'm not waiting for the beginning of the year. I'm not waiting for the New Year's resolutions. I'm not waiting for my kids to, to grow up and go on their own. I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting till I get a raise. I'm not waiting till, till uh, uh, you know, no, no. I'm, I, I want it so bad that I am going to start now. Do you really want what you say you want most? And if you do, why not bring it to Jesus this morning and say, Jesus, I need your help. I'm smart, but not smart enough. I, I have a strong um, inner core, but, but, but I'm not strong enough. I need your help. My flesh, sin, temptation gets in the way, and I believe that there's victory in you. Why not? Why not bring what you want most to Jesus and say, from today on, I will choose to do what is right over what is easy? I would choose what I want most over what I want now. I would choose discipline over regret with your help. Why not? You know, um, I'm a big baseball fan. Been watching some of the games. And I can't recall what team it was, but one of the teams had a sign that say, why not us? And what they're talking about is, why can it be us that wins the World Series? And I love that. And I want to ask you that question. Why not you? Why can it be you the one that wins? Why can it be you the one that comes in first place? Why can it be you the one that lives in victory? 
Why can it be you the one that's a great father? Why can it be you the one that's a healthy individual? Why can it be you the one that is debt-free and lives a generous life? Why not you? See, it won't happen without discipline. And here's the bad news I have for you. You'll experience pain, but you have a choice. You'll have the pain of regret, or you'll have the pain of discipline. Would you bow your head with me and close your eyes?